Hello again, everyone. This is Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and you're listening to the Mayor Tom Henry Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Now, this is episode number 49, recorded on Monday, October 26, 2020, from Citizen Square in downtown Fort Wayne. Today we're talking jobs, more specifically job growth. And one of the organizations in Northeast Indiana uh, that's at the forefront is the Northeast Indiana Works. And they'll be, they work on uh, workforce development and education for individuals to meet the needs of our region's industries. Now for an in-depth look at how we're growing our workforce in Fort Wayne and across our region, I'm happy to be joined by the president and CEO of Northeast Indiana Work, Edmund O'Neill. Edmund, thank you for coming to the program today. Thank you. Edmund, uh, I know that uh, uh, you're on the Fort Wayne United Steering Committee, something that's very near and dear to my heart, and uh, you're the president currently, and it's soon to be the CEO of Northeast Indiana Works. Uh, that was uh, Kathleen Randolph's position, was it not? It was. And Kathleen and I worked together uh, a lot over the years, so I'm, I'm happy to uh, to be present uh, with you today and to get to know you a little bit better. So, but so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your family and, and your interests? Okay, I will. Um, first, I, I want to clarify: Kathleen is, is still the CEO. Uh, so will, uh, <laughs> still, okay. She, is, she will retain uh, that role through the end of the calendar year. Okay. Uh, and in January, she'll transition to, to being a full-time grandmother, which I, I know she's looking forward to. Um, I am a transplant, originally from Michigan, uh, but I moved here from Texas, actually. Uh, my wife was was here. Uh, when we were engaged, um, and we have a seven-year-old son named Preston. Um, I went to undergrad in California. Um, I, I went to grad school in Texas and here at, at Indiana Purdue Fort Wayne at the time uh, to receive my MBA. I've worked in workforce development for a little over 10 years now, um, and I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed my time, and I continue to enjoy the work. Well, great. Super. Okay, you're right. Uh, Kathleen's still around. Uh, I, I guess I spoke uh, uh, maybe a, a little too prematurely on that, but uh, now she's a, a, a great lady and has been really uh, uh, extraordinary as far as helping us keep our, our workforce intact uh, in Northeast Indiana. You mentioned that you went to undergraduate school in California. Uh, I understand that you played football at uh, Stanford, and uh, I and I know that uh, several of my staff are extremely interested in, in having you talk about that. Could you tell us a little bit about what position you played and, and uh, uh, how it was to be a, a college football player? Um, I did play football at, at while I was at Stanford. Uh, I was an offensive lineman. I played both offensive guard and offensive tackle. Um, I don't know how well I, I played the <laughs> positions, but I definitely uh, played. I it was it was a once in a lifetime experience. Um, obviously, just being at the institution, uh, uh, higher education uh, institution like Stanford is, is unmatched. I mm -hmm. mean, coming from the small town I am from, um, just going to California in general, I think was a big move. But then also just being amongst such a, a brilliant set of people. Um, both professors and students, and then also having the experience um, of 
being a, a member and a participant of, of athletics mm -hmm. at, at that high of a level um, was a lot of hard work. It, it was a tremendous amount of work, but it was also a tremendous time in my life and, and very fun and very mm -hmm. rewarding. I don't want to spend too much time on football, although quite frankly, I could probably spend all of our interview. Uh, that happens to be one, one of my favorite sports. Uh, but uh, you mentioned uh, hard work playing, playing sports, playing football, in particular at Stanford. I'm sure it's true at, at uh, every college where there's a professional team that, or excuse me, where there's a, a college team that uh, uh, it is a lot of work, but it's, it's, uh, it's so rewarding to be a part of, mm -hmm. of the team effort like that. I've never... Uh, spoken yet to someone who's paid college ball or in some cases professional ball who didn't say that it was an experience that they would would uh, uh, it's it's unmatched it is it, it truly is you know you have a band of of brothers that carry on a lifetime I mean I still you know I had 90 plus teammates so <laughs> I felt like I had a, a very large extended family uh, and I am still in contact with majority of them to this day who have now kind of spread out not only across the United States, but, but across the globe. Um, so it, it's been a really, it was a really unique opportunity to meet a lot of people and, and to now have a, an extensive network of people across sectors, across geograph geographies who, you know, I really feel like are family. That, again, I hear that every time I talk to someone who, who had the... Uh, the ability to play at that level. So that's that's tremendous. Um, well, let's shift gears a little bit. There's, I know there's a lot of listeners out there who are not quite familiar with Northeast Indiana Works. Mm -hmm. Could you explain a little bit more in depth uh, exactly what you do, what the organization does? Absolutely. Uh, Northeast Indiana Works is a domestic not-for-profit. Uh, so we're a 501c3, uh, that is the Workforce Development Organization for Economic Growth Region 3. Uh, which essentially is the 11 counties that make up Northeast Indiana. Uh, we are governed by a diverse board of leaders that represent uh, those counties within the geography. Um, in addition to the board level work we do as a recipient of Workforce Innovation and Opportunities Act federal funding, uh, we also oversee delivery of services in the 11 Work One centers in the county. Um, in Fort Wayne, that, that facility is in Russo Plaza. Um, over on Rudisill and Clinton. Uh, in addition to overseeing the Work One Centers, we are a partner in adult education initiatives throughout the region. Uh, we fund two youth serving initiatives through Bright Point um, and SCAN uh, that deal with high school juniors and seniors and then also young people who have dropped out or disengaged from high school. Uh, and then obviously we partner um, on efforts that are brought down from the governor's workforce cabinet and the governor's office at the state level. Um, we also provide uh, individual services to, to people through the Work One Center. So some of those are career building workshops, um, occupational skills training, often paid training that is at no cost to the participant uh, to skill themselves up to allow them to either move up in their career pathway or maybe transition um, from one pathway to another. Uh, we also do a lot directly with employers. Uh, much of that is tied to occupational skills training for their incumbent workforce or um, providing labor market information. We've kind of become a go-to site to develop and, and support labor market information dissemination um, just to better gauge workforce supply, um, area wages, those types of things. 
Right now, during this pandemic, uh, a lot of discussion has taken place as far as uh, people having to work uh, reduced hours, people being furloughed, uh, a lot of other unfortunately actions being taken in the in the uh, in the workplace or uh, involving our workforce in general. Uh, this is your area of expertise. What uh, what advice would you give? A, a lot of these citizens because quite frankly uh, I was in a meeting early this morning that talked about the mental stress mm -hmm. uh, not just the financial stress put it on people on people but there's a there's a significant mental stress so again being involved in this uh, and then what would you what kind of advice would you give to people so my, my first advice would, would be to either be and or remain encouraged um, we work with over 20,000 people annually and, and over 1,500 employers. So, you know, you're, you're not alone if, if you feel that way. Um, and now that doesn't always make you feel better because <laughs> you, you're not alone. Uh, but, but to be encouraged and, and to engage, um, this is a very unique opportunity for individuals, particularly with some of the supportive mechanisms that have come down uh, from our partners, to give people an opportunity to, to either, you know, skill themselves up, uh, whether it's through occupational skills training, through workshops, um, other methods of lifelong learning, and to develop an opportunity for them to have a better career, to maybe transition to a different type of career, um, to explore career opportunities. There are a good number of employers within our region that are hiring right now. So while one opportunity or one door may have closed um, to keep their eyes open and be open and engaged so that they're prepared when another one presents itself. You mentioned a few minutes ago that uh, you had a number of initiatives that uh, are either in existence or that you're working on with uh, Indiana Works. The, can you go into a little more depth about uh, what people can expect when they walk in your front doors? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if they're currently unemployed or they've been furloughed or laid off, uh, what can they expect? Mm -hmm. So at all of our offices, uh, some of them are larger than others. Our Allen, our Fort Wayne office is, is the largest office we actually have. Um, you'll walk in the main door. There's a small waiting area uh, and a reception desk uh, where you'll be greeted and, and asked how you can be served. Uh, so when people come in, oftentimes that, that even itself can be a tricky question because they don't know what, what help they need. Um, so, you know, you walk in and just say, hey, I'm here. And sometimes all I need to say is I need help. You know, and we have some tools that will allow us to better understand where one is at um, from an educational standpoint, uh, from an aptitude standpoint, and even from a characteristic and value standpoint. Uh, once we kind of better understand what a person's intent is, some people come in and they know exactly what they need. Um, others don't. So kind of once we get to the second level of, okay, we have an understanding of the direction someone is going, um, our intent with everyone is to help them connect to the labor market in the way they want to. Um, so that's our end goal. Uh, but there's numerous routes to get there. So once, once we understand kind of that second level of what one needs, uh, it is then using the tools and resources at our disposal to develop a plan uh, to help someone get there. Mm -hmm. That could be individual um, job coaching. It could be occupational skills training. It could be a, a series of developmental workshops. Um, it could be just connecting. Some people just need to be connected to the tools that are available mm -hmm. to them 
and, and a little bit of help with their digital literacy to, to get connected because they're already adequately skilled. It, it, because the, Indiana Works not only deals with what people would, uh, uh, the kind of jobs that people would think would go to Indiana Works, blue collar jobs, but mm -hmm. also white collar. Absolutely. There's a lot of white collar uh, individuals out there who, again, have been furloughed many times through no, no fault of their own. Yep. There is, uh, we do have kind of more of a history of, of servicing individuals that are in, in more blue collar type mm -hmm. roles, but we absolutely, um, probably within the last four to five years, mm -hmm. um, have, have taken on a greater partnership with our employer community um, to service white collar. Mm -hmm type role. So we definitely have opportunities uh, to connect people to the labor market in that way, but also developmental opportunities to help people prepare. Um, and I encourage anyone who may be even dislocated or have been notified that they may be dislocated from a white collar job, um, that there are services and supports available to them at the Work One centers. What sounds to me, uh, as you mentioned earlier too, this is a, uh, a collaborative effort not only Fort Wayne Allen County, but the surrounding counties as well. As a matter of fact, the 11 counties of Northeast Indiana. And I know these 11 counties have worked on a, a number of initiatives together over the years, mm -hmm. uh, dealing with Indiana Works, dealing with uh, the Greater Fort Wayne uh, Chamber, and so on. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about more about the, the collaboration that you have with these counties? Because, you know, again, uh, this podcast, as well as a number of other uh, communication programs that we deal with, reach most of those counties. Right. Um, you know, we, the collaboration question for me is tricky at times because it's all I know. So the, the collaborative mentality for us is, is kind of ingrained into our fabric. I, th I thank Kathleen for that. Uh, and, and we collaborate across the board. I mean, we've collaborated with your office, obviously, uh, in partnership to deliver uh, training for the skilled trades mm -hmm. efforts. We could partner with county commissioners, uh, elected officials, state and federal government, uh, business leaders, local economic development officials, colleges, so many people have come together to support the efforts of the region. Uh, most recently, those partnerships have, have tied around ensuring we are allowing people opportunities to onboard or engage. Uh, many people know they need help or, you know, they hear about a company or a set of companies that are hiring, but they don't know how to engage with those places. So we, we've partnered um, with other community-based organizations, uh, other not-for-profits, all the partners I, I previously mentioned to make sure that people know where to go, who to talk to, if it's in a digital platform, how to get connected, um, to make sure that they can access opportunity. And like I said, for those that take advantage, um, that they're adequately prepared when that access happens. I'm going to give you a real difficult question now, and that, and that is in light of the pandemic that we have now, and knowing that contrary to what some people are saying, I think this is going to be around for a while. Even if the vaccine uh, does become available, it's going to take quite a while for uh, those of us who need to be vaccinated to be vaccinated. We have 330 million people in this country, roughly. Uh, it's going to take a while to really flatten that curve out and put us in a situation where we all feel feel safe. So undoubtedly, you're going to be facing some challenges, some significant challenges 
uh, in the months and maybe in the, even in the years to come. Uh, what do you see for the future of Indiana Works? Um, you know, I, I, I live in the real world, so I know we'll continue to have these real world challenges. Um, you know, some of it, even if there is a vaccine, some people won't, you know, be sure how, how effective the vaccine is or how safe it may be. So I, I agree. I think there will continue to be challenges. I think the world as we know it has just shifted a, a little bit. It may not ever go back to the way it was before. Um, but I do think, especially here in Fort Wayne and Northeast Indiana, um, people have had a resounding um, ability to continue to stick to what works. You know, working hard, um, you know, showing up, doing what they can do. I think those character traits and values will continue to benefit people. Um, I think because manufacturing and healthcare are two largest occupational sectors, they'll continue to grow. Mm -hmm. uh, the reality of it is, uh, particularly in manufacturing, we've had employers in this current year, which is crazy as it's been, um, have had record production months. Um, so I think we're fortunate that, you know, manufacturing often, so sometimes it gets a bad rap for the swings it can take with the economy, but it, our, our sector is very vibrant. It, it has rebounded well. And in some instances, we're at levels we were pre-pandemic um, already. And I think those will continue to grow. They'll continue to correct themselves and opportunities will continue to be available for people. Um, now, it's a challenge. It, it's a challenge to say, well, my circumstance doesn't quite look like that right now. Um, but that's where, again, opportunities like Northeast Indiana Works or even other places for people to engage and better figure out how to transition and take advantage um, of the growing economy that we do have in Fort Wayne and in the region. Wow. What a discussion. <laughs> it, uh, I, even I learned something or some things about Indiana Works, and I thought I knew it all. Uh, so, Ed, thank you. Thank you for a, a terrific di discussion today. Uh, unfortunately, we are running out of time. But before we go, if someone was interested in what Indiana Works, what, what more they had to offer, how to get hold of you, how, ca how can they get hold of Indiana Works? Northeastindianaworks.org. Um, or, or just go to Google and type in Northeast Indiana Works. Uh, it, it is very simple. Uh, we have a website. Through that website, you can glean a good amount of information about our organization, about the operations of the Work One Centers, uh, the programs we support, how you can get connected. Um, and, and please, in, in, in Fort Wayne, like I said, the Work One office is located in Rudisil Plaza. Uh, the telephone number to that office is 260-745-3555. Um, it's a main number, so you can call and get connected to an operator that can connect to an individual um, employment and training advisor. So you can, you can get connected in person, you can get connected digitally, or you can get connected by phone. Um, but we are here to serve and, and to help people, so hopefully people can access those services. Edmund, thank you. Thank you very much for a great discussion today. And thank you, too, to your listeners uh, for, for tuning in today. It is another great day in the city of Fort Wayne. Uh, let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.